Somewhere in the orbital, not a million miles away from the studio, someone has left the fridge door open. This fridge is a very old fridge. In fact, judging by the ice monster in the freezer compartment, it's ancient. Something has been growing inside it. There's a jar of very well-preserved preserve. And taking the idea of thousand-year eggs a little literally, a small egg box, which is now empty. Whatever was in there has decided to take itself for a walk. Leathery eggs have only very little legs. Security are scouring the hallways and the ventilation shafts of Hutton, armed with movement sensors that go beep, with flamethrowers and, of course, a cat. On the desk in front of each of us is a gift, what looks like a new microphone, sort of oval, oops, and standing on very little legs. It's sitting on the desk innocuously, but unseen by the presenters, who are attempting to put the pages of their script in the right order, the top of which is opening ever so slowly. The producer spots this and points hurriedly at the on-air sign, speaking softly so as not to, not to attract attention. Our host whispers into the mics. My mic's alive! Good evening, good evening, and good grief. There's something crawling out of my microphone. I don't think that is your microphone. It's a creature. It would be more threatening if it was a little larger. Mine's got a little beady eye and it's looking at me. Quick, grab a glass and trap it. Lou, where's yours? Sorry, dear. I ate it. What do you mean you ate it? The egg. It wasn't an egg. Well, well it, it was an egg. I thought you'd bought me one of those hard-boiled ones I like so much. I was hungry. It was a bit leathery, come to think of it. Didn't it taste funny? Well, with your cooking, it's always a bit potluck. <laughs> you silly boy. That was an alien. What? An alien alien? We need to catch them and get them to cannon for study. My belly hurts. Look, just stick your fingers down your throat and do it quietly. Norma, give him the Heimlich and a bucket. Now, before anything nasty happens, we'd better get on with the news. Biscuits are back on the menu. Tritium officially rare? We investigate. When progenitors go bad. Election interference inquiry points the finger. Auntie Ida is put out to pasture. 
Lou loves long lists, and this week his list, his long list, is jolly long. And there's Norma's news from the community. this evening there are celebrations throughout Colonia as the flag of Simbad, the used to be bad, has lowered from its pole over Dunker's Rest and the jaunty colours of the 38 were raised in its place, complete with crumbly motif. For four months the 38 and Hutton have battled valiantly to wrest the keys and codes from Mr. The Bad and this week after a relatively peaceful handover from Radio Sidewinder they moved back in in a coup the likes of which the galaxy hasn't seen in an awfully long time. Not only have they taken their ovens back and claimed ownership of the system, they both delivered and executed an immaculately planned eviction on the cape-wearing, moustache-twirling rotter. In fact, they managed to kick out a grand total of four squatters from the system, all in a matter of a handful of days. Operation Buttery Biscuit Base has been officially baked to a warm, crumbly and satisfying conclusion and by sheer coincidence the FTM Cloud Atlas arrived in the area to take everyone home. Hutton congratulations to the 38, to the Hutton Hot Pit team, to the Paladin Consortium, Crunchwing and all those from Colonia who took part. In an entirely accidental turn of events, the surge in popularity of the area has seen both Hot Call and the 38 head in the direction of expansion. And as luck would have it, the potential destination for both appears to be one Fart Auri, home of Simbad the Bad. Diplomatic discussions have begun, and neither faction is actually interested in Mr. The Bad's dodgy dungeon. It smells a bit, and the stains are rather disconcerting. Plus it's rather drafty as there's rather a bad, he's rather bad at DIY and the windows don't fit properly. As reported by Galnet News Digest on Tuesday, there has been a sudden, unexpected and massive drop in the availability of tritium. The Hutton News team has been scouring the galaxy or at least the easiest to use search engines and conspiracy theory websites in search of a reason. And we found one. Rares. Yes, the uber-rich classes of the galaxy, desperate for something to spend their all-too-easily-won mining credits on, are looking for a new rare good. They're bored with following rocking horses with shovels and bags marked manure. They're fed up with chasing chickens with pliers and a cupful of something blue for the hens to rinse their mouths with afterwards. They even think that they have a sufficiency of Hutton mugs, so they have turned their attention to something that once was plentiful and have hidden most of it away in an effort to increase the unit price and, of course, to give them something new to collect. We don't think that these permanent magnates have considered all the implications that would arise should tritium become an official rare good. Imagine trying to load a fleet carrier if you could only pick up 10 tons of tritium ore in only one go, then have to wait 10 minutes for more to be made available. Would tritium gain enormously in value the further you are from its origin, 
And would that be at 150 light years? Or since it's fuel for fleet carriers, would it be at, say, 60,000 light years? Would it mean that tritium was only available from one location? Would Flossie still be fine for dropping it near the station? And if so, how long would the queue be at the fuel pump? And would they accept credit cards? The Pilots' Federation has promised to hold an inquiry into the situation, which will start just as soon as they have something really embarrassing they want to draw attention away from. In the meantime, they appear to have been whetting everyone's appetite by sending a free load of the stuff to every fleet carrier in the galaxy. If anyone was worried that the raft of recent wars and the shenanigans over in Colonia were making Hutton truckers all a little bit fighty, recent reports that progenitor, or maybe architect, depending on who you ask, Leia Wolf has been indulging her naughty side this week. What has put her tigery eyebrows in a frown and creases in her bald brow, no one knows. Though, it might be the thought that Cecil is heading back to the bubble, having completed his mission over there and earned enough money to pay for a ride home. Concern for his safety? Could be. Or for everyone else's. However, the progenitor has been flexing her sinewy muscles with missions to assault bases, carry out military operations, hunt down named criminals, and take shipments of everything from cigars to battle weapons, body armour, and even asking pilots to smash skinmers for her. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. And judging by her destructive fury, this progenitor has been thoroughly scorned. If I were Cecil, I'd be checking whether I'd forgotten her birthday, or an anniversary, or left the toilet seat up. We've dispatched the FTM Alvin's Mercy, loaded with smelly candles, boxes of chocolate, and soothing bath ointments in the hopes that Lael doesn't take it out on the rest of us. Failing that, we're just glad she's based at Hutton and will be giving it a wide berth for the next few weeks. It's true to say that Hutton-controlled systems have seen more than their fair share of elections recently, and that the results have not always been as expected. Suspicions were first raised at bad actors, such as, oh, I don't know, Rex Harrison, Dick Van Dyke, anyone playing Dr. Doolittle, really, may have been interfering in the process on behalf of President Hudson, when ballot papers were mysteriously switched for a set that had Hudson stamped all over the top of the other candidates' names. Adverts at the station entrance that said, Vote Hudson, he sounds a bit like Hudson, began, began to spring up. And President Hudson could be seen on the newscasts telling everyone that Crooked Ashling Deval was getting help from the Thargoids. An inquiry was duly set up to investigate these claims of interference, and it soon attracted the nickname of the ravenous bug blatter beast of Troll, because the members of the committee believed that if they didn't go and look for evidence, then it didn't exist. And even if it did, then if they didn't know about it, then it couldn't really be all that important, could it? Eventually, President Hudson was forced to call a press conference to deny the rumours. 
he immediately took charge, speaking to the assembled members of the galactic press. Everyone, that is, except the reporter for Galnet News, who hasn't been seen since January 3306, when he was invited to the White Mansion to explain an article he wrote, asking why the president's skin smelled like powdered cheese. The president digressed by telling them that it was his opponents that had lost their minds, not him. Oh, no. He knows it's not him because he has a piece of paper that tells him that he's not mad. And it has a picture of an elephant on it as well. He assured them that he can also remember five words. Person. Woman. Man. Camera, TV. The assembled members of the press were reluctant to point out that those were the first five things the president could see from where he was standing. Good evening, trackers. Atrus5060 here, just popping in to say congratulations to the lovely people over at Operation IDA, or, or is it Ida, on fixing the very last of the stations that Hog the Mighty broke in his last tantrum. He's a naughty boy. Reports from Ida, or is it IDA, show that over 1,500 pilots have hauled over 110 million tonnes of repair equipment since the middle of January 3304. 146 stations were set fire to, and then smashed, then evacuated, and then left smouldering and covered in green goo over the intervening years, but finally we've put it all to rights. Thanks to Hackswing for their tireless work in keeping so many more from being broken, to Auntie Ida for her swift work mending everything, and of course all the evacuees for not causing a big fuss. We are wondering what they're going to use the megaships that have been helping with the repairs for. Maybe we'll start up some nice tours of the area. It's a really good thing we're not bringing ourselves to Tharg's attention anymore by picking on his ships, smashing them and stealing all their body parts for research over the next few weeks, isn't it? Something like that would be bound to upset Tharg and we wouldn't want that now, would we? Congratulations again, and of course, if you see any Thargoids looking suspiciously at your station, I really wouldn't worry, as if it does catch fire, we've got everything on standby to stick a sticky plaster on the boo-boo. For our American friends, that's a band-aid, which isn't another name for a groupie, or a charity fundraiser. Anyway, that's all from me, and remember... For the Mug Commanders. Oh, what an interesting week we've had. The Biscuiteers are back where they belong, and just to prove how brutal karma can be, there are only three factions left in WNL. But if you sympathise with the likes of Sinbad the Bad, you get no sympathy from us. We lost the election in Stein as planned, and we won the war in LP525-39. 
Everywhere is nice and steady in both Colonia and the bubble. You all know the numbers, so keep them that way. The monks in Van Maren's star could do with a little tap to stop them getting too close. And in Avic, the dirty dogs of the Sirius Corporation have had a boost recently, so give them a nudge as well. Apart from that, you can all pretty much take a rest. Except no, you can't. Get those mission runners, passenger ships and explorers fired up. It's time to take back Stein. Over to you truckers, but first, over to Norma. Turning the wheel is progressing nicely. They're currently 2-0 up in their conflicts and we hope to bring you some real news just as soon as there is any. Keys to the Carrier, the event from the Buckyball Racing Club ends on Sunday, but you still have time to enter. Details at bit.ly slash keys to carrier. The Bounty Hunting Extravaganza, the two-week event organised by Commander Venetia, which involved two teams of two pilots tearing up the Don's henchmen, as Buck would say, is over. Two weeks of mayhem and more bounties than the annual chocolate and coconut lovers eating competition. In first place, team mission runners, commanders Texas Stew and Montgomery Python, with a magnificent 300,558,634 credits in bounties and have won themselves a custom t-shirt each. The SRV Slaughter Ball 3306, Episode 1, 26th of July, all platforms. SRV Slaughter Ball is a mass last man standing SRV combat event. The first matches will take place next Sunday the 26th of July at Stafford Arena Crater on ORA2D. Turn up, kill other SRVs, be the driver that survives longest. There's an event discord and a summary on YouTube. Search for Slaughterball, all one word. We've created a link on the forum post and it's bit.ly slash Slaughterball. A reminder of the event, Hutton Visits the Graveyard, organised by Commander Venetia, which has now been postponed till the 8th of August. We'll be taking an exploration trip to an anaconda graveyard in HD 76133. The ships are left over from the Distant Stars expedition of 3303. Details are in the diary entries on the Hutton Facebook page. Thank you, everyone. It's time to get on with the show. So we're loading up the rocket ship Hutton with free tritium and pointing it out there. Whilst we try and get rid of these little critters without ending up the subject of a documentary on what happens when things try to exit your insides without taking one of the two usual routes, we'll listen to Kathy McCarty and her rocket ship. Will someone please contact Ripley in cleanup and tell her she needs to get the exosuit? And it's 
eventually cut off that tune. I just thought I'd go for a long outro on a tune this week. But um, welcome back, everybody. It's Thursday again. We're in the studio. There are critters running around absolutely everywhere, flying through the windows, crawling up the walls and trying to turn us all into some kind of alien monstrosity. But we're pretty sure Ripley's got a handle on it now with a basket and a magic prod. But um, yes, welcome to the studio. We're joined by our... There's an on-week-off week or an off-week-off week. I don't know. It's our off-week-off week team, so we don't have a cow this week. But we do have an Amelia Hawk. Good evening, Hello. Amelia. Hello there. And, and uh, what have you been up to this week? Was it was it Tuesday again? <laughs> um, Tuesday, let me see. The thing that comes to mind most about Tuesday is someone dying in character creation. I know. You're, while he was rolling the dice, <clears throat> somebody, no names being mentioned. Mr. No names Gillespie. being mentioned. He, I, I, I don't think he's very well having swallowed that alien. He keeps fading in and out. He's looking a bit, yes, <clears throat> he's looking a bit um, something. Anyway, peaky. But yes, he managed to die during the rolling of his character, which was embarrassing. Shame, but, um, shame. I yeah, was, that, I was assassinated by evil alien scum. It's no shame <laughs> involved. I was doing my duty and I took the paid the ultimate price. You, you took one bad dice roll for the team. Other than that, uh, Amelia, what have you been? What have you been up to this week? Apart from posting your daily dose of commentary on lockdown. Oh yeah, I'm still doing that. It's been like 125 days or something like that. Um, Ugh. Ugh. And it's, it's getting tiresome now. <laughs> <laughs> trying no, to come up with you, another pun every day um, but you got to keep smiling you got to keep people smiling sorry well we, we try and keep you well fueled with ideas at least on tuesdays we do yes yeah yes gotta, and have you been flying many, many spaceships this week no i've actually been taking a little break from elite dangerous but i hope to be back into it within the next few <laughs> weeks um, sounds good fun okay I mean, and then alongside Amelia in the studio and fading in and out inexplicably um, probably some of the spray they put on <laughs> him to, to keep the bugs off him it is Dead Meat GF it good is. evening hello yes it's the uh, whatever was in that egg is interfering with my my hollow cube <laughs> your hollow cube and um, did you have a little dance this week when, when you saw the news and the charts come back from WNL I was celebrating mightily, but not by dancing. That's not my thing. Oh, right. Dad dancing. Band. Well, yes. Yes. You I've, tapped a foot. I've done them all. Not head nodding, leaning on the bar, tapping the... You haven't got the hair for moshing, you know? No longer, sadly. No. Uh, um, but obviously, that, that, I mean, obviously as, our, as our hot pit resident expert in all things BGS, that was a, a mighty coup, that one. But um, all the stars aligned just for one day, especially on, on Sunday, I think, Monday morning. Yes. And it's just a message to all the factions that do think they can take us on because they may find a way that they can get a, get the upper hand, but then we'll find a little chain of ways that totally undo that. <laughs> a long, long lever that you can lean on. Yes. Saying that, yeah, don't pick on Hutton because bad things will happen. But um, Well, Hutton's friends. Because, yeah, we, we lined up two factions... And gave them 49% of the influence each. And with only two other factions in the system, that left them with one each. And what happens when you sit on one, Mr. Deadmeat? Um, there's, there's a strange thing called a retreat. Yes. Which, if you aren't native to that system, removes you from that system. Yes. And if you've only got 1% and there's only 1% to have, can you get out of retreat? Nope. Nope. Absolutely not. 
Nope. So, yes, it was inevitable, and Sinbad the Bad was given the big boot up the jacksy. Yes. So if they'd taken our original offer of let the biscuits keep the system and coexist peacefully, <laughs> that yes. would have been fine. But they didn't. But expanding, in, expanding into Eel Prockle Centauri just, just was not, not the done thing, was that it? That was probably not a good idea, no. <laughs> no, no. But um, there is much partying going on over at Dunker's Rest at the moment. I think uh, Millstone Barn and um, the team are gorging themselves on freshly baked biscuits. Well, if you look around the uh, Dunker's Rest, you'll find there's a large number of crashed spaceships because they didn't account for the extra weight of the pilots. <laughs> well, bringing all the flour in and the... No, the well, no, just the biscuits they've eaten. <laughs> all right. But yeah, so um, well, hopefully things now have calmed down with the Sinbad that used to be bad but isn't anymore. Um, and, and he's not going to be naughty anymore because if he is naughty anymore, we'll have to do bad things in Fartowry. Yes. And we don't want to do bad things there. No. No. So it's it's um it's all friends now. I think Colonia has been thrown a little bit into upheaval over the last few months as well, but hopefully it'll settle nicely. Uh, Millstone Barn says he's stuffed. There we go. Um, and then uh, I'm not I'm not putting a mask on because I'm in my little cubicle in the studio here. I've got I've got perspex either side. <laughs> uh, I can open the perspex door. You see. There we go. Um, but everybody else, well, my mug's done. My mug's my mug's not covered. I'll tell you what. If I put a I put a mug up over my mug. <laughs> no, right. Um, so covered covered up, but definitely not breathing on anybody is Commander Flossie. <laughs> Hello. You look like an extra out of Mad Max now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and and other than definitely not breathing anything, anybody else has breathed out first. How's your week been? Not too bad. I've been uh, in the least a fair bit. I've done some. Uh, <laughs> it's very muffled, isn't it? <laughs> yes, you're definitely a little muffled. There. You said month, 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 month. Right. As I'm in my own house, I won't bother. <laughs> right. Yeah, so uh, I've been doing a bit of mining for the uh, Cloud Atlas. That was. Uh, Pretty horrendous with the NPC pirates attacking me. Well, don't you have a cargo hold full of juicy goodies? You know, all. Well, all I do. Yes, I, uh, I sold the. Um, I think it's press sticks I had that I brought with me, and I bought some of the Jack Stills things. Uh, so I went mining with those in my hold, and of course, they come demanding some of them. They wanted twenty. Whew. I only had 40. And did you tell them where to get off with pointy lasers? <laughs> well, I tried to run away. Um, and they kept shooting at me. And I kept boosting because I was I was into... Oh, I managed to get away first, the first time, because I hadn't quite dropped into the ring. So I managed to get back into Super Cruise and escape. Uh, but then I went back again and they attacked me again later. And this time, they got me down to 3% hull. <laughs> well, you didn't join the 1% club and you didn't die. So, you know, no, all's no, well that ends <laughs> well. We have to hire, hire you some security as well. We have to hire, if you're out in well, Cloud you, Or you're on, you're on the Cloud Atlas. Uh, on the Cloud Atlas. And Prophet Valen has kindly taken the, the uh, layers off me for a bit so as I can go 
Mine is. Oh, he's put them in the in the locked locked cabin that you've got with a little key code on the front and the instructions on how to break into it. Yeah, his old ties anyway. <laughs> so all right, well, so it sounds at least um, a, a bit of an adrenaline rush, if nothing else. Yeah, certainly was. Yeah. And then uh, hiding behind the very next mask <laughs> is Commander Wotherspoon. If you Good didn't. Evening. Can you hear me? <laughs> and, of, and of course, it, you know, you've got your mask because it's now mandatory to wear them in shops. Have you been to the shops, Commander Wallace? I, I was indeed at the shops this afternoon and I was wearing a mask. Um, were you the only one? Uh, no, about half the people there were wearing masks. So it's mm. not mandatory today, but it will be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, tomorrow then. I can yeah. tomorrow, yes. So uh, tomorrow is Friday. Today's Thursday, isn't it? There's a show on Thursdays. Apparently, there's a show on Thursday. You mustn't yeah. miss it. No, I mustn't. I've heard it's quite good. It's Best show on yeah, it. it's the Frontier one. Oh, Frontier live stream at seven o'clock. <laughs> oh right. We're talking of Frontier live streams. We're looking forward to um, Dev Diaries coming back. I think they've announced, and you're the kind of man who might know when these would be coming. They've announced the announcement about the announcement of Dev Diaries. They have. They've announced the announcement about the about the return of Dev Diaries. And um, as as far as as far as we can tell, um, it's very largely a sort of function of of um, Arthur Tolmy coming into the into the um, Yay for Arthur. Yay for Arthur, yeah. Um, because I think I think like many of us he can remember what it was like. Yes. Well, just, I'm, I'm gonna take mine off. I just want to show <laughs> They don't make masks for people with heads my size. You see, I'm doing the full print Charles with this thing on. That's <laughs> not the gorgeous uh, No, that, that's, not pulling my... that's not a mask. Uh, that's better. <laughs> oh. Ah, but there's something we can tell you in a minute that might save your ears in a minute. But yes, so uh, come on, what this means. So we don't know when they're coming back, but they are coming back, and it's soon. Like the it's, next it's, it's, it's sometime in August. Um, uh, Arthur has been pressed on it um, on another show on, a, on a, a sort of podcast that came out on Tuesday, I think it was, um, and he he said that you know he he's he's already recorded it, um, but um, he's not going to tell us exactly when it is yet because if he says what you know what week it's going to be, people will be asking what day if or what was in what it. Is. Well, exactly, yes. Yeah. So, so 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 rather than rather than take a step down that line, he's going to say, it's in August sometime, just be patient, it'll come, it'll be, it'll, it'll be interesting. And, and there's going to be a series of them with different people who are working on Odyssey, and it's going to, get, it's going to be interesting. Uh, interesting, in the live stream um, that, that happened just before this show, the Frontier live stream, um, somebody asked Stephen Benedetti when we would see the Panther Clipper. And Stephen, <laughs> Stephen Benedetti's response was, I'm not going to talk about what's in Odyssey yet. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> deny everything, plausible deniability, yes. But then he, he, he did go on to say that New Zealand is in Australia. So, you know, kind of, there's, <laughs> there's a possibility that it may be not, not 100% accurate um, as, a, as, as a lead. But it would be wonderful, wouldn't it? I, I'm sure Panther Clippers are wonderful when they eventually materialise, and, and they will eventually. You know, it's it's just I mean, a matter of time, years perhaps. You take, but, you take the size of the docking slot, right, and you make something <laughs> that's, that's one mil each way smaller than all of it, and then you take the size of the landing pad and you make something that's about one mil shorter than the landing pad. Yeah. And, I think it's probably got an overhang. It's a big flying box. Mm. Yeah, square. 
raked or a cuboid, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Proper truck. A Borg. It just is a, it's, it's like a rectangular Borg ship. Yeah. And it will require a, a proper multi crew to fly it. So that's the other thing. May require a multi crew to fly it. Oh, well, yeah. Um, tail gunner slot, especially for Flossie. Oh, yes. Yeah, she'd be good. No, she's she's a navigator. She and, and she's a bombardier. <laughs> she's in a belly on her on her belly, looking down through the floor. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. I do gunning as well, though. Well, there we go. See? I should do a bit of everything. Anybody don't believe Flossie when she says she's harmless? Okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not harmless in this. Is high. <laughs> and well, anyway, we better say hello to the unmasked Commander Palantir who's recovered from falling off his desk. The planet Earth has been smashed into itty-bitty bits behind him, so we can see the torture contraption on the wall. And uh, this. Ah, and this. What is that? I mean, that looks like the kind of thing that, I, I don't know what you'd use it for. What would you use that for? It's got a hut in the middle, and it's got spiky things on the outside. Is this something we use to torture Sinbad the Bad when he's been bad? Use it If you've got a mask, and ah. it's loose upon your head, uh, unlike my head and this... You wear like it's that. It's a catapult. It's a doodad. Yeah, a Therefore, what, what, what it means is that this goes around the back of this, goes around the back of your head, and the mask clips to that instead of your ears. So if you've got to wear it for a long period, it does not pull on your ears. Unfortunately, with this mask and my head, it doesn't work because I'd need one that's about two feet long to, for it to work. I tried it earlier. The, the ability to stitch really long pieces of elastic. Yes, my wife is looking to um, give me an extension, as as we say. Well, I can't, I can't be doing everything short ones. Flossie's got one. Yeah. I've got a yes. Now I've got one. So, yes. Now, how might somebody get their hands on a Hutton ear-saving masky doodad for when they go out to be masked into the public? They should send a private message in Facebook to uh, Sean Nocti uh, and uh, ask him for for some. Uh, And if you can afford it, uh, he will send you a link for where you can donate to special effect and hearing dogs. Um, But if you find you need one and things are a bit rough at the moment, and it is for a lot of people, then that doesn't matter. Um, basically what will happen is at the end of the process, Sean will take any money that he's managed to, to gain, take out solely his postage costs, nothing else, and then whatever is left over, he's going to split between the two charities. So at the moment, only three people have actually placed an order. So Three? Three, and I'm one of them. So Well, if you need an ear-saving doodad, or even if you know somebody that need, needs an ear-saving doodad to put your mask on, because it looks like we're going to be wearing them out in shops for a good few months yet, and your ears might get awfully sore if you wear these things for you know, a few months on end, um, or if you hang around in shops for an awful long time, then, yeah, you do you do want to get these, and Nocti's raising money for charity by doing them. So, yeah, message yeah. him. I think you can it, get Nocti Vegas also on our Discord by pinging him on yeah. Discord or on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Um, right, well, what's on our list of things things to talk about? Obviously, we've talked about ourselves. We've talked about what we've been up to. We've talked about, let's have a look. Um, Flossie's talked about the turning the wheel, and well done to the turning the wheel team on attempting to expand the wheel. It's a big, bigger wheel, and it will be a bigger wheel soon, so well done to them. He's the carrier, buckyball racing, bounty hunting, 
sounded a congratulations to the team that won that 300 million. We bet they're mentioned in Hutton's top trucker. Uh, Slaughter Bowl sounds like not my kind of cup of tea because I die quickly, <laughs> usually by crashing into a rock. Hutton visits the graveyard on the 8th. And what else have we got? Uh, oh, we've got a, a wish you well message to Paul yes. Commander Draxel. Who's been taken in and made to wear a mask in hospital and given all sorts of strange drugs, but we hope Drexel gets better soon and they're looking after her. We did send a message earlier saying, please find the doctor and tell them fix Drexel, fix Drexel, fix Drexel, fix Drexel. Um, and we're hoping they're doing that. And apparently none of the drips contain gin. That's probably what's wrong with her. <laughs> and yes. get well soon, Drexel. But apparently, I don't know whether Drexel was tuned. I know Drexel took a... Um, took a laptop into the hospital and has snuck it under her under her gown or something <coughs> so, um, and uh, i know he's joining in joining in quizage tomorrow um but we, we hope they're looking after draxor properly and we hope draxor's staying very well and we're hoping that um simons isn't fretting himself too much into a flap but he won't be draxor will be back soon Anyway, uh, that's Draxor getting better. And there's uh, something to do with the Hutton Helper. Who spotted yeah. this one and what's it all about? It was, it was me. I was just I was looking at something yesterday, something completely different, and I clicked on the, the, the page on hot.forthemug.com, and there's a new version of the Hutton Helper. Uh, Hutton Helper Lite apparently came out four days ago. I think Antares Fusion kept this quiet. Yes, so the Hutton Helper Full Edition says the Hutton Helper Full is for commanders who want the full trucker experience. This version has all the features, including a news display showing Hutton personal news, a mission helper, shopping list to help keep missions running smoothly, Hutton influence display so you can see how we're doing when you fly by, and stats tracking so you can see what you've done for the day and for the week, all within the EDMC plugin. But the Hutton Helper Lite, if you have the notes... Yeah, it's... Uh, the newest offering, just the core elements you need to help and support us and get the relevant news about what's going on with the truckers without cluttering up the EDMC window. So I'm presuming that people have said it's really nice, but we don't need all of these stats. So it's recommended if you're a friend of Hutton and want to support us or compete with us in weekly stats, but don't want all of the extras that come with a full version. So you don't get the influence display, you don't get the shopping list, day of the week uh, stats display, and a large bar reading, don't panic, is not available either. Or panic, as, as may be the case. Yes, and, and obviously the online version is still still there, as, uh, which, of course, you'd need if you're a console uh, yep. user. Or if you just want to have it update every half an hour and can't be bothered to run EDMC at all. Yes. yes. Uh, there are instructions on how to install the full or light versions on hot.forthemug.com forward slash download. And if you've got the existing one, you can just remove it from the EDMC and add the new one in, and it'll all it'll all be fine. Or so it says. Um, and what else have we got going on? Well, it's not been that busy a week. Obviously, there's lots of free fuel out there. Um, Speaking of free fuel. Oh yes. Yes. Speaking of free fuel, uh, I have a friend who runs the Cosmic Flipper Tours fleet carrier, and he's currently in the Fan Yin system, and he's buying Tritium for 80,000 credits a ton, and he will buy a total of 10,000 tons. So if you find yourself with excess Tritium and you want to make an extra buck, uh, there's a place that you can drop it off. That's the Fan Yin system. So, for example, if Frontier have just filled up everyone's fleet carriers with tritium 
they can sell it to him for yeah. 80,000 credits mm. a ton. Uh-huh. Yep. You sure that's how it's pronounced? You sure it's not pronounced Fanny Yin? It's definitely Fan Yin. <laughs> okay, just checking. Just checking. That's Foxtrot. Foxtrot Alpha, Alpha November. November. Uh, Yankee India November. That's two separate words. Fan Yin. Fan Yin. And it's called the Cosmic Flipper Tours. Fleet yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cosmic Flipper tro- Tours, which is a, a kind Ooh. of, uh, it takes people on tours around uh, fun parts of the galaxy. Fun parts, like Hutton Orbital. That's a fun part of the galaxy. It's the best part of the galaxy. Right. Uh, I'm looking through what else we've got. So what have we got coming up in the rest of the show? We do have a theme guessing competition this evening. Um, So our first tune we've had so far was Rocket Ship by Cathy McCarty. Uh, We have had a guess in already, so you're very eager Mm -hmm. this week. So any guesses you want to send to Commander Palantir, that's Palantir on Discord or or Sean on Facebook or in the chat to NDR Palantir, aren't you, Commander? Yep, I am. Um, so if you send the guesses to Palantir, we'll we'll assemble them, but then we'll laugh at your guesses at the end of the show. And maybe if you've been really clever, we'll give you a round of applause and a, a for the mug. But there is a theme linking all these things together. It is possible to guess it from just the first one, but you'd have to be a bit of a geek. Um, well, Lithobreaker has breaker. proved himself uh, uh, not up to the task. I like Lithobreaker's first guess, but we're not going to reveal it um, just yet. So, what have we got coming up? We've got oh, other bits of other bits of the show. So, we've got Flossie in a second with the CCCCCCG slash two. Oh, I, I, that's not slash two um, information. And then after Flossie, we've got the Galnet Food Digest with Amelia Hawke, as approved by Peter Witherspoon. I'm claiming that on his behalf because so he doesn't have to. <laughs> um, and then we've got Hutton's Top Trucker with Eric Buck Naked. And then a bit of chit chat and the end of the show and the big reveal for the theme. So, Flossie, are you ready? No? Yes? Push it off, Flossie. Well, we've lost Flossie already. She's on mute. You're muted, Flossie. You're muted, you're muted in the Zoomy. It's a mute point. She's lost a mouse. Oh, no. So we've had you falling off your desk and Flossie's lost no, a mouse. I didn't fall off my desk. I, I actually left the room to go and get my mask, but I forgot to, to uh, close my microphone before no, I went. No, That's no, just, the sound, just the sound it. of my door. <laughs> you tell me about, <laughs> I got the floor it. As well. Welcome back. Tramp, tramp. tramp. No, Welcome no, back that's, still, that's still in the shrine. No, we just have to get back to the script again. There we are. Mm. Oh, that's okay. Right. Well, we thought you did this off the cuff. <laughs> Flossie yeah, uses right. an Apple computer. That's why it keeps going wrong. No, it is not. Ooh. It was wrong. I had Very them all switch to the wrong. How do you like them apples then, Commander Wotherspoon? Eh? Um, right. Well, um, if if our if our maestro is ready, uh, Norm is here. Wave at Norm. He's pretending to be cow in the pictures, but he's actually Norm. Um, and his bong machine is fixed this week. Um, if he's ready, then uh, Norm, if you want to take away the CG intro for Flossie, and I'll hand over to Flossie. Flossie, 
Russell here with this week's community community created community goals. The first, the art of war. An open order had been received by the Anti-Xeno Initiative for Thargoid Hearts and Associated Assorted Other Thargoid Parts. Independent pilots were invited to deliver these items to the Astros fleet carrier stationed in the Sterop 2 system, where they'll be compensated upon delivery. AXI have stated it was recently discovered that a sufficiently thick coating of Thargoid blood combined with a mixture of various Thargoid materials can provide effective camouflage for capital class structures. Our experts believe that a combination of factors can cause the biomechanical systems of Thargoid ships to mistake a human-made vessel for one of their own and ignore it. We intend to test this using our flagship. If our hypothesis is true, we'll have a secure platform for offensive operations in hostile space. Unfortunately, our existing supplies of Thargoid hearts and meta-allies are, turned up, are tied up in other projects, so we do not have enough to effectively cover the entire vessel. We are also out of some other commodities that would allow us to further experiment with the formula. The campaign began on the 29th of June and will run until the 20th of August, 3306. If the final target is met earlier than planned, it will end immediately. Any pilots contributing will be rewarded with a special decal for their ship if it hits the first tier. All items have now been collected apart from the Thargoid Hearts. The current total is 5,929. It's day 25, so it's above the target of 5,000 at 200 per day, with 28 days still to go. With 10,000 hearts required to hit the only tier, we're on target to reach it well before the allocated time. Details are available at www.antizenoinitiative.com slash A-O-W. And that's it from the CCCGs this week. Flossie told you what to do. Thank you, Flossie. Up next, it's the Galnet Food Digest, filling Wotherspoon's empty belly whilst he keeps one eye on the news. So, it's One Eye by Kate Nash. This is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Gullner News Di- uh, Food Digest. We test the galaxy's rarest and most dangerous foods, so you don't have to. Tonight, it's the breakfast affair the morning after, the night before. Yes, we've had the fancy dinner, we've sipped the coffee, and now it's time to test out a rare breakfast. We meet wheat cakes are available from Isinga Enterprise in the We Meet system. 
the packaging states that they're original recipe breakfast goods, and the picture shows two of them in a bowl covered in milk. They're white, looking for all the world like an off-white pair of albino widgety grubs, and have a surface texture that would look out of place on a meteor-popped moon. The marketing materials listing the history of the cakes say that the, they were originally used as packaging material for expensive machinery. Though, as humanity often does, someone stuck one in their mouth and discovered that they were actually edible. And the little crunchy nugget soon became the staple diet for the workers. It was only after an incident with a number of rather expensive machines that were damaged in the transit that their consumption was restricted. The price raised and the allowable edible quantity of those produced lowered to levels that would be considered rare. So they're rare, they're edible, but what do they taste like? They look like an unholy cross between dry ravita, desiccated shredded wheat and that packaging material that looks suspiciously like a watsit but isn't orange. And even if you paint one orange, isn't cheesy and does make your teeth go squeaky. It is said that only the most courageous pilot can eat three of these nuggets in one sitting. And if you're making your decisions based on flavor, we can see why. There is another reason. These things pack more fiber per gram than just about anything else in the known universe. They are pure roughage. Edible doesn't mean digestible, and these are the pinnacle of indigestible edible foods. An excess of wheat meat cakes turns your internal factory into a gas-making machine. In zero-g environments, it's said that you're able to propel your way across entire space station interiors, fired by nothing but an excess of wheat meat gas. There are brass bands that would love to be able to make the kinds of noises eating one causes, and your insides will be doing their best, their best impression of Victorian era, era radiator plumbing. The Alliance have been feeding them to their livestock for years and harvesting their droppings for use as reloads to their cannons. In summary, rare, only to stop people eating them before they're used. Edible. Well, it won't kill you, at least not immediately. Tasty, I'd rather chew cardboard. Danger, it goes without saying that have three of these and you'll look like a puffer fish that's been rudely surprised. Worth the price of a ton, only for amusing fart jokes. This was Amelia Hawke reporting for the Galnet Food Digest. I'm off to attempt to clog cubicle three or possibly just give myself a hernia trying. We try the galaxy's most dangerous foods so you don't end up with stomach cramps. And 
on that rather flatulent note, it's time to head to our next tune. If you're interested in what Book has to say this week, then you're going to have to hold on. By Farnsworth. This here's Buck Naked, spokesman for Lacon Spaceways. Back again for this week's Hutton Top Truck. How do we keep up with your shenanigans while you tool around in the Milky Way? Why, we install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. If you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself, relatively paying free by going to the website hot.forthemug.com Almost as pain-free as Draxor. <laughs> you liking them pain meds, huh? So let's get on to our top truckers this week. Yeehaw! From the Explorers, jumping around like them bullfrogs down by the creek, Commander Bowl of Petunias took the lead this week and jumped over 40,000 light years. Commander Alex Zuno had fun with his trigger finger this week, turning the despicably dirty do-batter Don Antonacci and his band of pathetic pirates into space dust. He racked up over 211 million credits worth of bounties while tearing the engines out of each and every one of the Don ships. Running missions like no other, Commander Antarius Fusion took the lead and tallied up 972 mission points this week. Loading up the new trailer attachment to the rear of a Lacon Type 9 and filling it to the brim, Commander Gallagher Champ hauled over 252,000 tons of cargo around the galaxy. Maybe he added several trailer attachments to haul that much. Driving the Hutton taxi this week, Commander Cake Wreck delivered 1,177 passengers around the galaxy, earning a five-star rating doing so. Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is held by Commander Brett Riverboat in one hour, 22 minutes, and 31 seconds. But the fastest run to Hutton in this month of July is held by Commander Asylum in one hour, 24 minutes, and 6 seconds. If y'all think you got what it takes to beat these scores, then download the Hutton Helper and get to fly. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. 
And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own hunting decal for your ship. Hunting Top Trucker, brought to you by Lacon Spaceways, the only ships in the galaxy that come with a book of the best bad puns. Speaking of which, I want to be cremated as it is my last hope for a smoking hot body. Yeah! Buck's back and congratulations to all the top truckers from this week. We will be, or Palantir will be putting up a little post on the Facebook page with all of your names and attempting to track you down with his bloodhound and his uh, machine that goes ping at life forms so that we can get you your hut and decal. If you've got one already, then do let us know and um, you can just have the honour of being in it. But if you don't, then he'll give you a stencil, a paint pot and a pot of paint. Other than that, um, right, it's time for a little bit of a recap on the mu- music. We're not going to give anything away just yet, but we thought we'd just run through the tunes that we've had so far. So uh, first up tonight, uh, The Invisible Dead Meat says the first tune was... The first tune was Rocket Ship by Kathy McCarty. Thank you very much. And come out of Wotherspoon, I think, next. The second tune... Well, this, this one's sort of certainly got people talking it's one eye by kate nash and flossy the third one the third one is hold on by farnsworth okay now we know what you've been thinking and some of the guesses coming through we're going to send flossy around with a bar of soap and she's going to wash your mouth out she really will We'll help. We'll help hold you down while she, she washes your mouth. Head. You've got dirty minds, the lot of you. But um, we're not going to reveal anything just yet. So thank you, Buck. Lou's gone to get his stomach pumped just in case something nasty went in when he swallowed that egg. And if that doesn't work, we're going to be taking off and nuking him from orbit. Anyway, next up, it's Bendy and the Ink Machine. Just in case you haven't guessed it yet. Uh, by the living tombstone and and we're back sorry we were, we're bantering away there during the uh, during the tune and uh, the producer's standing there waving his arms and jumping up and down saying the mics are going live was, okay oh sorry <clears throat> say something you idiots <laughs> we, we were chasing the expert i think i think uh, dead meat's recovered from his um chronic irrigation they had to give him to get rid of that uh, that alien on his insides mm-hmm. um but other than that, uh, what do we have to say? We've got something coming up next week on Thursday. Is it a show? Is it a show? But what's in the show? Uh, something us. <laughs> something terrifying. And them. <laughs> and, and them. It's us and them. them. It's the last show of the month. That Which means it's the Green, the green room. room. Be afraid. Dun, dun, dun. Now, how do we join the Got green room? Fun. I don't know. How do we join the green room? Well, what you do is if you want to listen to the show and join in and have a chat with us, you fire up your TeamSpeak and you go to server ts.forthemug.com and you will hear, or you'll see, sorry, um, a little room called the green room. In fact, there are two green rooms. There's a green room where you can sit and listen and no one can talk to you and all you can hear is the radio. Or there's the green room silent. Yes, or you, there's a green room where you can chit-chat to everybody else and have a bit of a catch-up. A bit like Baz's banter bus, just a mm. bit more green, a little bit less special effect blue. 
Um, so yeah, you join there. And then when we get to that bit of the show, we come down and we talk to everybody in order. If you've got something to say, then you say whatever you have to say and finish it with for the mug. And if you don't have anything to say, you say for the mug. And if you say for the mug, when we come into the room, then we laugh at you and pretend not to talk to you for the next bit. If I say the words, is it my turn? The answer is yes. Because it, mm-hmm. um, and other than that, yeah. Tell us about the fun that you've been having. So, what you've been up to in in uh, in your spaceship, out of Colonia, in uh, what other things? You could have been riding a donkey around in Red Dead Redemption and accidentally bumped into Buck and dragged him round the block by his ankles or something. But yeah, but we're we're interested in the fun that you've been having. So, have some stories to tell us, and have some fun stories about lockdown and what you've been up to as well. And obviously, we're there for the company. Um, so that's next week. So which room do we go into, says Funky Abigail? Well, you can go into either of the green rooms. What we find is that once one person goes into one, everybody else tends to follow them. Hmm. So there we go. Do um, we talk in both of the rooms? The, if you the green room silent, cuts out whenever it's silent. It's got speech detection switched on. Okay, so the feed-in chatty is fine. So Lithobreaker suggesting go to the chatty green room because he wants to say hello to you. But that's next week. So you can always play with it during the week. Um, generally speaking, if you want to use the TeamSpeak, obviously it's available 24 hours a day. There is the Hutton Bar where anything goes, and it often does. There are also private rooms in there where you can just pop in to play games. Just feel free to go down there, drag some friends, and use it as a chat channel to play games if you would like. Uh, Funky Abigail, you can only see one green room because we haven't opened it this week. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh. there you go. Because you're not in it. Or maybe they've changed it. Maybe they killed one of the green rooms and you only have one. But they used to be two. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can use the TeamSpeak whenever you want. Server ts.forthemug.com. Of course, you can use Discord for text chat. You can use the chat channels in Discord. And if you are on your xbox you can uh, contact rampage 737 and be added to the xbox team chat where they get up to their own shenanigans of an evening um you will also find in the team speak the Baz's banter bus and they're getting together regularly for chit chat there was an article commander Wotherspoon, wasn't there <coughs> there was an article yes yes and, it and as the man who keeps his eyes <laughs> on the article it was written by baz and it was all about the the power of um, community and and gaming and social aspect of all of this it was yes and about how i guess gaming can be a a big support for us when we're going through difficult times absolutely i mean just just one small example of the lockdown at the moment we're getting together sort of on tuesdays playing some games with amelia and dead meat and if you and you well occasionally sometimes. <laughs> sometimes and then at weekends we've had online games of cards against flossy a bit on sundays and then obviously flying spaceships around in Colonia with, with BAM and uh, Millstone Barn and everybody. So it, it's, it's giving us plenty to do on the social front, even though we, we can't or don't feel it's sensible to go out at the moment. Absolutely. And yes, the Baz Banter Bus is one aspect of that where a whole bunch of them get together and get up to shenanigans. I think there's a channel for it over in the Discord. And if you hop in there of an evening, you'll find some of the, the, the Banter Bussians, the Bussy Bantians, <laughs> the Bazians. The banterers. Keep going. Um, but yes, you'll, you'll find them and there's always somebody to chat to as well. Other than that, we've got to decide what we're going to feed Amelia next week. I'm quite looking like the look of the, 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 the cockim spongiform victual or vittles or possibly... Oh, oh what? The cockim spongiform... Waffle, I think. <laughs> or we might let you loose on the beer. 
I like beer. Or there's the tea. Mm. We can go with tea next week. I like tea. It's probably a good idea. But you to like get beer better. Beer out the way before <laughs> Cecil gets back. Mm. Yes, yeah, probably going to be. Or there's some other other boozes as well. There's there's some wheat. What else have we got? Uh, rice from yeah. the, see the rice comes from McCool City. I, I want to know about the kind of rice that a place called McCool City might make. Thing is, if you have rice, you're going to have something with the rice. Okay. Well, you master chefs might make the rice. Oh, well, we'll have to have a look at uh, uh, what we can. Um, what would you have with your rice? You wouldn't have ear grubs because we haven't got them back on the market yet. <laughs> you could have some tarak spice sprinkled on your rice. Some spice. That sounds rice. nice. Tarak spice, spicy rice. I like tarak spice. spice. <laughs> Ooh, Beetle Dude knows all mm. about that. <laughs> yes, I was handed a little packet of that once, and um, it may have been mistaken for something illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Because, yeah, a little sealed baggie full of um, something spicy looking. But anyway, um, so we'll have a think about Vega Slim Weed. Oh, crikey. Mm. We'll find something. I, I, would, I would suggest bush meat, but that might be taken the wrong way. I'm not going to say anything about that. Well, we're going to have to cover the bush meat with some, some episode sooner or later. Mm. And uh, Beetle Jude, Beetle Jude says, I can supply you with the Tarak spice at a very reasonable rate. <laughs> I'm sure you can for the first bag. Yes, it's a bit like tritium. Your first bag is free, and after that, you're addicted. <laughs> right. Um, other than that, we've got some guesses to get through. I think before we do the guesses, we're going to run through and do a recap, and we're going to put the emphasis on the right words, just to give you a bit of a hint. Is it anybody we're close yet? Nowhere near. No, I thought no, I got it really, really easy and obvious this week. I, thought, really, I, think, I thought so too, but these people aren't, most of them aren't even in the same galaxy. I didn't think it was obvious at all. And it's, it's been fairly obvious to Funky Abigail, but I think that she's been paying attention to the entirely some, the wrong place. Some, yeah, something's been obvious to Funky Abigail. <laughs> um, anyway, so if we, if we go through and put emphasis on the right words, oh, look, they're highlighted at the top of the script. So um, there are four of them. So I'm going to pick on, who am I going to pick on first? Who didn't do one last time? Was it Steve? You did, who, no, Amelia didn't do one last time, did you? No, I didn't. So Amelia, if you could do the first one with lots of emphasis on the important word for me. Okay, so... Rocket ship. Is that enough emphasis? Yes, yeah, that's <laughs> by Kathy McCarty. Which word was the one you emphasized? Rocket ship. <laughs> oh, I've been spat at now. <laughs> Should have put your mask on. You can have the second one then. <laughs> okay. One eye by Kate Nash. And uh, we'll do rock, paper, scissors. Uh, one, two, three. Right, Flossie wins. <laughs> because it's Flossie. The next one was... Hold On by Farnsworth. And then I'm going to split this one in half. We'll do the... We'll end at the... the. So um, <laughs> if, if you want to start with one emphasis and then, Sean, you take the second bit of the emphasis... So, Steve, Steve? Andy and the Ink Machine by the Living oh, Tombstone. By the Living Tombstone. Yeah, and we're going to give people a few seconds to um, <clears throat> think about it. Rocket you could start reading. Yeah, we, yes, we could start reading some guesses. So we will. Yeah, there's, there's enough of them. 
Well, I'm going to go left and right on my screen. So we'll start again with uh, Commander Palantir. Our first guess was... And this this is early on. This is um, after just the first June. And I'm. this is from Kaizen. And I must say, in, in Kai's um, defence, he's doing it actually while he's on the road. So he's not feet up enjoying himself. It's actually travelling. I hope he's doing this safely. But um, Kaizen's guess was... My guess is the Chinese just successfully launching... Ch- uh, Chanwen One, their mission to Mars. Uh-uh. <laughs> I think there are two missions to Mars. <clears throat> Mars launched this week, isn't the UAE have launched one as well? Mm, indeed. <laughs> because launching now is the perfect window for getting to Mars. I believe it's one of the, the well-known, really good windows for a short trip to Mars, which is why they're all coming out at the moment. It's because That's Mars is full in the sky. Yes. So you can hit it. It's soon to be full of space junk when we crash onto it. Oh, sorry, land on it. Um, <laughs> no, but it is not Chanwen one and their mission to Mars. The second guess, then, if we go down the list, so to Peter, then Flossie, and go down. So, Peter, next one. Well, Lithobreakers suggests that it might be... This, this, this is very um, Portal 2. Is it space? space? It's a bit generic, that one, isn't it? No, it's not space. Well, not really, no. ships and... Hold on and find. He did try and cl- he did try and say it wasn't a, a serious guess, but I don't I don't believe him. Now, as as luck would have it, and I'm going to get panned for this one. I didn't intend this one. <laughs> you're going to have to read the next one, and I'm just yeah. going to think that you're going to have to read that one because no. you have a, it's, <laughs> we're on Flossy. Flossy read this one. One-eyed rocket ship is what some guys might call their um well you know penis. <laughs> nice. Now, Funky Abigail, you just made Flossie read that. No, it's not right, and we don't know where your mind is going. We can sort of see where you were coming from there, possibly. Uh, so, could you? I think. Could you? I think you should go off that, that straight away at that point. You were heading where you were where you were pointing. No, um, no, no, it's not that. Yeah. No, really. No. <laughs> um, Amelia, go on then. You're back on something a little cleaner. Yes, I've got one here from Kaizen saying both China and the spacecraft have one eye in it. I think that might be attempting to clarify his earlier guess. <laughs> it looks mm. like it. No, it's still not a Chinese spacecraft, Kaizen. Um, and then um, Dead Meat? Another Kaizen, uh, Tai Sol from BSG. Ty, so, oh, yes, yeah, Colonel Ty. I get it. I know. Uh, no, it's not Colonel Ty from um, Battlestar Galactica either. Then back round to Palantir. But our ever present litho breaker fell into our trap. With these tunes and the intro sketch, I have to wonder if it's face huggers. Well, I, we, we were saying before the show that a lot of people don't pay enough attention to the intro sketch because some weeks it really gives it all away. This week it didn't in any way, shape, or form. No. And oh, Commander Wonderspoon, you get the pleasure on this one. Okay, this is Funky Abigail again. Okay, says Funky Abigail. So, with this third song, okay, hold on. One Eye Rocket Ship. That's just masturbation. Oh, dear. Oh, no, it isn't. There's, there's no stop in this game. <laughs> I, I did reply and tell her that that's as maybe, but it's nothing to do with the theme. <clears throat> right, uh, Flossie, I think you've got a clean one this time. 
Yeah. Kaizen, tritium. It feels a rocket ship. There's one in Hyannis and we have to hold on while Frontier fixes the situation. Well, someone's certainly paying attention to what's going on in the galaxy, but no, it, it, it's not them either. Um, and then Kaizen actually said fuels as well, instead of fuels, mm. fuels, fuels. Um, and then <laughs> Amelia, we've got Litho Breaker now again. Yeah, uh, one here from Litho Breaker says, off the wall guess. Is it SpaceX catching both fairings for the first time when they launched Anasis 2? Anasis? Yeah, awesome that they did that. And I saw the video, but no, it is not... Uh, space and far too sensible for the likes of us. Yeah, the, the, the top <laughs> section was there was the top section of the rocket they were trying to catch as it landed. They they managed to land the the main body on on platforms, but they are they catching all the other bits to reuse them as well and recycle them. Uh, no, it's not that uh, dead meat. Uh, last one from Kaizen, I think, is Sagittarius I. Sagittarius I. I can't believe nobody's got this one. Right, we've done the emphasis, so we're going to have to give it away, aren't we? Yeah, I'm okay. pushing what people. And a rocket ship, one eye, Farnsworth, Bendy, and some ink. Rocket ship, one eye, Farnsworth, Bendy, and some ink. Good news, everyone. <laughs> Good news, everyone. Yes, the answer would have actually been um, Futurama. Because, of course, in Futurama... Planet Express rocket ship, and Leela has one eye. And oh, um, Peter, the third, the third hint. The third hint was was um, Farnsworth, wasn't it? Good news, everybody, mm-hmm. Professor Farnsworth. Mm-hmm. And and then Flossie. Uh, we take liberty with this one, but but Bendy, Bender, Bendy, yeah. the booze drinking, swearing. Yes, robot, and of course the ink machine himself that is Steve Giller's guess would be would be uh, Mr. Zoidberg. My guess would always be boobs. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, so oh, Funky Abigail, yeah, Futurama. Yes, it was a bit too late. <laughs> well done, Funky yeah. Abigail. You're yeah, Abigail's going right. yeah, to claim that. Oh yes, the electrons took that long to get round the other side of the world. So she actually put the guess in before we said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but the answer was Futurama, and only because I've been watching a bit of it today and and laughing a bit and cringing a little bit more as well. Um, so I think it's time for the end of the show. So thank you very much to our listener for tuning in to Funky Abigail for making us read rude things. We don't really mind Funky Abigail. It's, it adds to the entertainment. And <laughs> to Weedle uh, Jude for, for sketching all of the presenters as we were presenting there. Obviously, we're not letting that be released in public. Um, and we'll be back next Thursday with Mr. Cow and the rest of the radio team. But in the meantime, I'm going to hand over to everybody else to take us out to the end of the show. So... Given that uh, Futurama was the theme and this is the end of the show, we were thinking about what to play out with. We did a little bit of digging and you'll probably recognize this next one, or at least you'll think you recognize it. But no, it's not the theme from Futurama. It was written in the 1960s by Pierre Henry. I suppose it's Pierre Henry. It's called Psyche Rock. And you'd be forgiven for thinking you just walked into a technicolor world of spaceships, alien life, and metal-bending robots. The first tune, our rocket ship one, was also featured in Futurama. That's what we meant about uh, nerds. 
So, it simply remains for us to say good night. And as a famous robot may once have said, bite my shiny metal asp. Look me, I'm dead Welcome to the world of tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, for the, the mug. End of for the mug. For the mug. Night-night.